Hello! It's time for another edition, episode, installment, I don't know what you call it, of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. I'm Drew Drogi. Hi, how are you? Um, I can't hear your response, but I'm sure it's great. Oh my God, it's summertime. Everything's happening. Um, having a blast with the show. Thanks for listening to it. Um, something I don't really talk about, and that's what kind of the theme of this show. I ever really, I, I think it's kind of a boring thing to talk about. So, so here goes. Uh, get ready for a real dull opening. Um, no, I've been lately hardcore working out. And for me, hardcore, which means like, you know, an hour, like three times a week for an hour with a trainer who is incredible. And um, I'm loving it. I never really, I don't know, there's a thing, I always think it's really boring to talk about working out and like, or your diet and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's just like, I've always said I've never met a quiet vegan because like, it's all they talk, they're, they're starving, they need your help. Um, and um, But just like, uh, who cares about someone's workout regimen? And But I've been asked a lot, like why I'm doing it. And it's really interesting because I haven't really thought about it. it honestly, um, my friend Joel, who I've known for years, uh, just I've known he was a trainer, and he just one day was like, "Hey, uh, I'm training new, I'm taking new clients," and I just said, "I want to do it," and he, I started the next day, and I'm loving it. Um, but I think it's just a weird thing. Like growing up, it was just never anything we really talked about. It's sort of <laughs> there's so many things that we like just didn't talk about, and I don't know if it's a thing about like there's like shame in it or like it's it's like therapy like we don't go to therapy and if we do we don't talk about it if you go to therapy you you're chewing leaves off a fence somewhere like that's just a, you know if you're working out to talk about working out is I don't know. There's some sort of like maybe like pride in that, or this this weird, gross display of wealth or extravagance, or I don't know what it is. But I don't know why I have issues with it and talking about it. And I'm not doing it to like buff up and look like you know like some sort of you know last action hero. Yeah, that's my reference. I, I'm just. I, anyway, I'm exploring that. I, I, growing up, I was a fat kid. Well, well, not really fat. I was just chubby and ignored. You know, no, I mean, nobody ever said to me like you're fat, but they, they also never said you're skinny or great body or hey kid, wanna fuck? Um, which I guess is a good thing, but um, you know, and thank God athletics was never stressed in my house that was my dad was never the dad who was like you need to throw a football and my dad was like let's go to the mall and like talk about people and thank god that was that was my sort of uh, experience in, in growing up um but i hated gym class it always felt like punishment i never saw a point in it I had horrible coaches and humiliating i hate the way that gyms would smell so all of that comes back when i go into it i remember as a kid playing soccer like I was on a soccer team and all I really remember was there was a girl in my soccer team that looked like Eartha Kitt but that's what I remember um, I played tennis in high school only for my resume to like try to get scholarships like I'm well rounded I'm on the tennis team the worst one never won a single match um, I enjoy tennis. It's a quieter sport. It's something I enjoy. I enjoy swimming, but I really have to make myself do that and go and, and get into it and it's it's weird because I'm actually enjoying working out right now, um, unlike so much of my life. Um, I got up to like, I was almost 250 pounds at one point in college. And I mean, I'm 6'3", so, but still, that's big and um, ish. I mean, again, I'm judging myself and whatever makes you happy. But, you know, I, I, you know, it would just, I was 
large and had bowl cuts and large sweatshirts and shorts and no one was coming up to me saying, hey, teen, want to fuck? Um, but um, I I guess like in around like late 90s, I it was a lot of things were happening for me, you guys. I discovered the Spice Girls. I was cast in West Side Story as a dancer, as a Puerto Rican dancer, because I went to such a white school that they needed extra guys to play the Sharks. So I had to wear horribly offensive, insanely racist Texas body dirt, Texas red dirt, I think is what it was called, and paint my body to be a Puerto Rican dancer. But I was in dance classes, and the Spice Girls, I found Club Odyssey, which was this amazing gay bar in Winston-Salem, and we would go dancing. I also was just swimming in poverty, so I wasn't really eating. Um, the summer after that, I, w- I spent in London, and I, I couldn't eat any of the food. It was horrifying. I either, I mean, the, the good food in London, I couldn't afford, and it was like, so I was just cucumbers in Newcastle, like, every day. That was all I was eating. So I got, like, super skinny, um, and down to, like, by this next summer when I was in Kentucky doing Summerstock Theater and smoking a pack of cigarettes a day and drinking Diet Coke and I don't know what, just snorting speed or whatever you do when you're in summer stock. And, you know, I got down to like 145. So I almost swung like 100 pounds. And I got down to like my face looked like the scream mask. People were worried about me. I was really skinny. And I still felt fat. Like I still felt like, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm always going to have that thing. And I, and I think that, you know, and over the years I've teetered you know, b- back and forth, but I've been, you know, and, and this and that, but no matter how I look, my shit still the same. Like I, it doesn't matter like how you look. And I think that's where we all are. We are all so fucked up about this. Like we all have such weird body issues and we're not as good as this and we don't look as good as that. And we could always be better. And we just attach so much shame to food and to, and to working out. And I'm saying nothing that people haven't said before, but it's, it's something that I've, sort of it's just crazy how we we just we starve we crunch we stuff we snort we chuck we push we scream we cry and it's all our childhood shit like it's nothing what that's real in us and it's like i I mean like we've seen the people with the hot bodies i've had sex with people with hot bodies and it's been sometimes nice sometimes terrible it's so boring so dull they're letting you do all the work what's fun about that I've had sex with people with regular... I haven't had a lot of sex in my life, but I've had enough to go, oh, a regular, alternative, chubby, you know, interesting body. And it's amazing. So it's not even about that. It's just our own stuff. But I realize right now why I'm having, like, fun working out is, like... And I'm trying to do this. I'm not saying I've I'm, I've evolved in any way or, like, I... But, like, I'm trying to do it for me, like, to feel better... To stay alive, but like, you know, because <laughs> I'm teetering on death at any moment. But also, it's not for other people. It's not for approval. It's like, I'm really trying to be like, I'm enjoying this. And it's a thing where I'm just trying to sort of embrace this idea of like, just let's fucking celebrate our bodies, whatever and wherever they are. It's all a process. Let's love our oddities. Let's embrace them. Let's not be afraid to flaunt them. It's interesting. It's like we all have this like great journey. We're, we'd be boring if we all looked the same, right? And also, let's just all have more sex. Like seriously, let's just do that more. Not, okay, not from a place of 
desperation or a need for validation or I'm going to use this to cover up feelings or whatever, but just from like a center of celebration and confidence and joy. Let's just walk outside, find someone with an average or weird ass body and say proudly, lovingly, hey dude, want to fuck? Hi guys. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I love how we were having like a lovely conversation, and then we I were like, okay, now we need to begin the show. <laughs> like, let's get real. Uh, I'm sitting here with my friends Aaron McGathy and Pete Zayas. Hi everybody. Hi guys. Thanks so much for being here today. <laughs> Thanks for Thanks having for us. Thanks for having us. Oh, gorgeous Burbank. Oh. <laughs> How's Burbank doing for you? Oh, it's it's nice. Isn't it nice? It's sizzling, sizzling. hot. So freaking hot. Every time I come here, I drive by some amazing, like, mom and pop shop, like, Ooh. on this. And, like, you know, I talked to earlier about the chili place on another show. <laughs> and there's a place that I drove by today called Cashmere Hair. Uh. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that really? Is it like wigs made out of cashmere? I hope so. I oh mean, it's just that. I hope just so. all that. Like, oh, thank Great wig, Gloria. <laughs> Thanks. Mm. It's cashmere. <laughs> Or is it just like, our hair is so fucking hot, it's cashmere yeah. level, honey. Which is, I think, what it is. Or like a hair salon? But why do you want your hair to look or seem like cashmere? <laughs> cashmere hair. It's oh. like the worst. It's like the two things you don't want together. It yeah. would be great if there, if that was how luxury wigs worked, was that the material just got more and more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. Silk wig. Uh-huh, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just like... Satin wig. Yeah, it's platinum wig. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, why? Golden tipped. <laughs> mm. I don't know. And further and further away from real looking hair. Yeah. yeah. But it yeah. just showed off how rich you were <laughs> but you looked the most non-human ever but you know you're about yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> well we are here today to talk about I don't know things that we've never talked about before so I have no plan I have no idea ever like where we're gonna go so who wants to who wants to go first do we have a story it can be big it can be small I don't know what you're gonna tell me so I have no <laughs> idea how to even organize it but um, yeah hmm. 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 well I I thought yeah it took me a while to think i really wanted to to talk about something i literally had never talked about with another human being oh that's awesome which is really difficult right i think i'm a little self-obsessed well yeah we all are (laughs) i was gonna say i don't think there's anything i've never talked about with another human being so if you have something that's amazing but if not i totally understand i really i I actually did find something and i I feel like slightly not disturbed by it but (laughs) It's uh, it's it's confusing, so I'm, ex- oh, I'm excited good. to oh, I love unpack that. it. Okay, maybe great. Yeah. Um. So my thing is that I, I'm I'm breathing in not because it's hard to talk about, but just because <laughs> <laughs> I'm breathing in too because I'm so excited slash scared slash I don't know how to feel yet. <laughs> Also, how many episodes of the show before someone reveals that they're dying? And they're like, I know, I know. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that. And just being a thing. And they're the first story. That's yeah. the second person My story. Story. just feels like real shit. The second person story is like, Alert. I don't like pasta. And the first person's like, oh, I'm definitely dying. I have until the end of the day. <laughs> the end of the day. Keeps checking his watch during the, during the show. Your show's on my bucket list, so thanks. <laughs> and the other person's like, I hate Fusilli. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Is Fusi- Fusilli a kind it's, of pasta? It's a kind of pasta. Oh, fun pasta reference. Sure, Take, Taking that with me for an improv show. Thanks, Aaron. Oh, my God. Take it. Pack it in your improv box. <laughs> 
Uh, my thing. So, I, oh, sorry. No, so go ahead. I, uh, my dad, my dad was in the military when I was growing up, so uh-huh. we lived many different places. Cool. And I was uh, isolated in many of those places. And from the age of seven to ten, we lived in Naples, Italy. Oh wow! And we lived off base, and uh, which like not a, like gr- geographically off base. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that would be confusing. <laughs> not theoretically, like we were wacky. <laughs> we were, we were like the normal. <laughs> We were living. We lived in this house that was a duplex with this other family, and I had a uh, I had my own bedroom, and I had like a balcony. Okay. And the balcony overlooked our neighbors, and our neighbors would have these like these these big Italian parties where, in my memory, oh. they they would smash dishes, and there were there were animals <laughs> there were animals running around like they like exotic animals. So they were they were animals were dodging like smashed like, <laughs> like cutlery. I mean, okay, yeah, yeah. Great. This is Flatware. this all happening. This this big scene, and my my room was on the other side of the house from my parents, and I would, um, and I was like eight years old when I was doing this, but I played this game by myself uh-huh. <laughs> where. I would, when I think back to the, this emotionally, I would imagine, I was imagining that I was a, a, like a, a very free thinking artist, like a, <laughs> like, like a New York lesbian <laughs> artist. And I would. Eight. Eight years old. <laughs> eight years old. And I would take my mom, my mom had a kimono. Uh-huh. And I would take her kimono and I would <laughs> wear just, just pants or like these little, I had these little shorts that like I felt were like my sexy shorts. Uh-huh. And I would go out, I would play this game where I would go out onto the balcony with no shirt on, these little shorts and this kimono, and I would paint, and then I would take, I would, I would, I would like, I would paint a picture, like an abstract picture, uh-huh. and then I thought that I had invented a new style of art because then I would take a blank piece of paper and then copy it over, oh, and yeah, then yeah, see yeah. how many copies I would get, and then I had clothespins and I would hang them up. And I wanted the neighbors to think that it was my artist studio and that I was this like mysterious, <laughs> this mysterious lesbian oh free thinking <laughs> artist. I loved how obsessed you were about being a lesbian and, <laughs> yeah. a, and you're not <laughs> at all. Did you ever? Did you ever have like lesbian experience in your life? Were I, you ever dated a woman? Um, no, I've never dated a woman. Yeah. I have had lesbian experiences, okay. but not. Actually, like not until recently. But oh when wow! I, okay. Yeah, but when I was growing up, I, my parents thought I was a lesbian. That's so always. funny. Um, I just love that as a kid to be like obsessed with that idea, but not. It's not coming from the place that like where someone's like, oh, I I was actually a lesbian and I didn't know, or I was dealing mm-hmm. with that. It's like you just fantasized about it, like you thought that was cool, like you were like, how yeah. cool to be this lesbian <laughs> in New York, how arty of me. Which I think is such a funny like way for a kid to just sort of associate all that, like to be like, oh, that's what that's how cool people. I mean, that's so like yeah, awesome. That's awesome. I don't know if I saw I saw it in like a sh- television show or something. I also had really short hair, uh-huh. and people w- called me would co- like. Like, thought I was a boy a lot of the time. Uh-huh. So I don't know if the lesbian wow. thing was like, ha I don't need you. Oh, wow. Yeah, but exactly. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I love that, like, also, like, you were, like, you wanted these people to notice you, like, to mm. discover you. Like, you were just going to be this, like, artist and you, you would leave traces <laughs> and you wanted to be, you know, I feel like, I feel like I definitely did that as a kid. Like, I would... 
I mean, it's that thing where you would put on shows for your family and mm-hmm. when you would get the other kids together and you would have to put on a show. Um, but I also love to just sort of like, I, I can't think of an example right now, but I would, I would sort of try to be someone else. Like I remember my parents mm. used to have dinner parties or, or like they would have like, you know, like cocktail parties and stuff. And my brother and I were expected to go down as kids and like fix a plate of food and interact with the adults for like 20 minutes. Right. And then we had to go upstairs and watch TV, but it, you, we had to go down and interact with the adults. And it was one of my favorite things as a kid because I wanted to be an adult from day one. Mm, like mm-hmm. I was like, I hate being a kid. This is dumb. Yeah, yeah. I only want to watch like sophisticated films and talk about <laughs> like important things and yeah. eat like a really rich adult food. <laughs> and so I was, you know, I, you know, and so. Yeah, so I used to come downstairs and try to really try to posture, and I all I wanted was for someone to go, "You are fascinating. You're so <laughs> yes, interesting." Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and I really was like, the thing is, it's like you're a kid. Every adult feels that you're the also the kids of the people throwing the party. Yeah. So they're gonna give you attention anyway. But I wanted it like in a really special way. Like mm-hmm. I wanted people to really get me. Yeah. But I didn't really know who, know who I was. I just wanted to appear as this like really yeah. interesting person. And I feel like I've been at situations before. Where kids, you can feel it. Like you know, sometimes when we're like filming something, and they're like mm-hmm. neighborhood kids, and they want you to discover them, or they yes. want to be seen, or like, you're making like a video with your friends, and you said there's a kid in the neighborhood, and they really are like kind of auditioning for you. <laughs> and I love that idea of like a kid just like wanting that that sort of connection. Did you ever want adults to think that you were like sexy? Like I wanted, I I wanted, I wanted adults to think because I I relate to everything you're saying so much to a T. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, such yeah. a hilarious idea. I know, because, I know. I really wanted someone to say like, "Oh, your ideas, you right, eight right, year old." Right, right. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I definitely wanted like I wanted that that approval, mm. and um, and I actually just talked about it in my intro about being a kid and never feeling like. The, the like sexy one growing up even before I even knew what sex was it wasn't yeah. even about wanting to have sex but wanting to feel sexy yeah and yeah. wanting to feel like uh, you know um, desired in that mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. I just knew that like growing up like I knew that childhood was temporary mm-hmm. and I mean I had a lot of friends like or, or at least one or two like really close friends always growing up I always felt lucky about that like I never felt like so for me I was like all of it like all the way through high school I was like all of this is just a phase and then I'm gonna like move somewhere fabulous and have this life <laughs> outside of it and I had a wonderful family I always had wonderful friends so it was never like I had to do that to dissociate you know it mm-hmm. wasn't like oh god I had this horrible home life right. that I had to go and hide and be this other person but I definitely was um, you know like I, I, I even from an early age I was like oh this this too shall pass like I, I yeah. will be I will be something you know on the, yeah. on the greater scale and you too Pete like you as a kid you made videos with your with your parents yeah with your um, parents yes yeah. that this, is you interesting you had this amazing childhood yeah I made videos with my parents and <laughs> like we're, I'm wearing like we're like wearing wigs and my dad built like a set in <laughs> oh the basement oh my god that's beautiful yeah, yeah. like your dad <laughs> built an entire set and then you would do these like videos with your mom yeah we would we create <laughs> I Love Lucy episodes of the oh Chocolate Factory, <laughs> <laughs> and I would like edit them like like with put like a laugh track into them like with, like back in the day like a v- two v- VHSs to like edit them with all these wires and. Oh my god! That's I mean, amazing. isn't that crazy? Like <laughs> the links that we went to to be like to like and make our art at yeah. that age. Really, yeah. it just shows you that like it, it's so in, inherent. Like yeah. it's just so mm. like is that the right word I'm looking for? But it's so like. Um, 
it just it, it just it's in us to yeah. constantly just do that. I look from the early and we're like, well, this is how I have to do this. Yeah. This is really important to me. I also um, know that like there there are certain people mm-hmm. who are much better at being a kid. Like when they were a kid, like they were. Like I like you're saying, I was the yeah. same way. Where I was like, I this is not my time. And every right. time someone would say like, these are the best years of your life, I'd be like, I know that is not Bullshit. true. <laughs> like, that is I, not like, true. I can't wait to grow up and get out of here. I know. Like, yeah. And I really feel like my life now is so much more exciting and fun than it was oh, as a yeah. kid. Oh yeah, mine too. Yeah. And so I really think I knew as a kid that it would be that way. Yeah, and, I, and too, you yeah. know, and again, like I said, I, it wasn't like I had a horrible experience as a kid, but I never wanted to watch cartoons. Yeah. Is it I, just because we're geniuses? I think it's because we're. <laughs> so smart nobody gets us oh my god uh, <laughs> no but I had to I remember when I would take acting classes and improv classes and have to like they'd be like go back to being a kid and it was mm. like it was a real barrier for me it was hard mm. for me to have to be like roll around on the floor and make silly noises yeah. and be, be obnoxious and be crazy because I as a kid I was like oh I don't want to be like that mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. um you know my brother was always like so free to just be like a clown and I was a lot more like oh I'm gonna be Oscar Wilde in the corner with a cigarette <laughs> and a smoke and a jacket and I'm gonna be like commenting on things you know so it was you know I mean I had to get into that as like an adult I had to like mm. find the kid in, in me so like yeah I mean I you know it's not, it's um it's not all roses it's not all easy <laughs> um Pete what is your what is your story well I had trouble like thinking about what kind of story I wanted to tell you because I feel like we've known each other yeah, for we have so known each other long, long and we've said you know we've revealed so many things to each other so many things <laughs> <laughs> we buried so many bodies together <laughs> they won't find them <laughs> no they won't, they won't. Um, but when I was like maybe about well I went to a Catholic high school and I was mm-hmm. like teased relentlessly so I was like I gotta get out of here I gotta get away from these Catholics <laughs> and so I went to a public school this is in West Virginia yeah in West Virginia mm-hmm. Weirton and uh, so I went to a public school and um, like about 14 I had a uh, one of like the more popular kids a football player moved in next door to me uh huh and I just felt very like like my home was sort of like my safe place where uh-huh. I could film my videos and wear my wigs. <laughs> and for some reason, I just felt very like... You're in good company here. Yeah. With a, an yeah. eight-year-old topless lesbian artist <laughs> and a very bizarre child dinner party guest. So, sure. And so I had this this kid move next door to me, who I actually went to preschool with, so like our families knew each other, but it had been a long time. Uh-huh. Like of interaction mm-hmm. or anything, and um, I just felt very like threatened by it, and so mm-hmm. I. But at the same time, I was I was kind of slightly attracted to him. Of but course, I didn't yeah. know. You didn't. I knew it, but I didn't like. There was a like of conflict. So it's that thing where you know it's like you when you are attracted to somebody you like want to lash out you exactly, want to hit them because yeah, yeah. you don't know how to deal with feelings yeah. and you're like oh I you know there was like an obs- there was a bit of an obsession like and a bit of an obsession with him but a bit of like. Why are you here? Like now, you're bringing the kids into my neighborhood. Right. These kids that like and make this, fun of me. And did this kid tease you? He didn't, but like his other friends were okay. very like okay. yeah. yeah. But he, and also in school, he was it wasn't particularly warm, you know. To mm-hmm. me, it wasn't mm-hmm. very like right. know, friendly. Um, but um, so yeah, he moved in next door, and it just made me feel very threatened. So I started like 
prank calling him. <laughs> my mother would drive me to a payphone and prank calling him. And your mom would. Oh my god! Oh my god! I love your, your mom, mom so is much. Your mom, his mom really is amazing. But she didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, "Can you drive me to the payphone?" But like, <laughs> she just didn't question it. <laughs> Did she wait in the car but for like, you? Or why? Yeah. Oh my so, God. <laughs> but like, why did she not say like, honey, why can't you use the landline at home? Like, no, no I mean, I would like call like tax, uh, taxi cabs to his house and pizza, you know, pizza delivery people oh my God. from the payphone. And then we would go home and like, I would look out the window and laugh. But then like, <laughs> I would watch him like mow the lawn with his t-shirt off, like out my like oh, bedroom yeah. window. Sure. So, and then, um, um, I, my friend's uh, sister had a baby, so they had a baby monitor, and we realized we could pick up cordless phone conversations on the baby monitor. So oh I would like God. listen oh to God. him talk on the phone. <laughs> and so one, oh so you started terrorizing. I started, <laughs> and then like one day I noticed there was some sort of box on their like outside of, the, of their house, and I was convinced it was to like um, trace phone calls. So I opened it up and disconnected it. <laughs> oh. My God! But one day, so there's one day I came home from school and the, I noticed his garage door was open and there was no cars in the garage. So I was like, there was like I was like I want to go in. Oh, <laughs> I my, go God. In, oh my God! I want to go in his bedroom. Oh. And so oh my was, God! And so I was so like frightened with fear, but I couldn't help myself. And I like <laughs> went through the garage. I ran up to the, his up to the second floor and went to his bedroom because our houses were almost identical. Okay, okay. And so, so I exactly. knew exactly yeah. what his bedroom was. Oh my and god! So I went to his bedroom, and I remember going in his bedroom. And I didn't know what I wanted <laughs> to do there, but I was just like. I was, no, I didn't even like, I just like went through his drawers. I didn't take anything, but I was just like wanted to be in there. It was like, and then I just yeah. like left. I remember he had like a Michael Jordan, like giant poster oh, of Michael wow. Jordan. And I remember the room being very messy and, and smelling like, like a, like a, a like a 14 year old boy. Yeah. yeah. But like a more of like a more of like jock kind of a right, guy right. Yeah. and I remember just running out of there and <laughs> my heart was so big and I was like convinced neighbors across the street had seen me and I was like <laughs> oh so paranoid but like I <laughs> I just had to go in there that's so <laughs> that great amazing. and then I love that you just like had to do that and then like there was no malice like you didn't do anything oh, I didn't just, no, yeah no. because it was like no I just want that connection yeah, in I that wanted, weird way I wanted to like See what his room was. I think yeah. I wanted to be his friend. I uh-huh. think, mm-hmm. but we. You know but and also like at that age when you don't really understand attraction, yeah. and you're also like mm-hmm. you don't really know why. Yeah, you like become obsessed with somebody. Yeah. And like what is that thing that we like when we get where we're like, and it's the same as like I think it works both ways. It's like why does somebody pick on somebody consistently? Like yeah. what is yeah. their obsession? Yeah, with, with I mean they've proven mm-hmm. so many times. Like on the other side, like people that bully gay kids like end up having all kinds of issues whether they're gay or they like have all kinds of hangout or something terrible is happening at home like they that's just not just a normal thing like you know they have their own demons and they see in you this thing and they go oh I hate that thing and I want to like hurt that thing and if yeah. I destroy it in this other person I'll get rid of it in me right in a yeah. weird way and and maybe for you, the, the opposite it was just like I'm just like 
I want to know what he's doing. Like, I think that's why I was calling. Like, is, what is he doing? Like, I remember him listening to the baby monitor talk to his girlfriend, and oh they were fighting. And I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> happy about it. Like, <laughs> break up with her. Yeah, get, so, her, get her out of your life. So it was, it was, I'm right next door. It was very strange, and I think he knew that I was doing that. I'm pretty sure, like, that, not really? that I, not that I went to his house, but that I was prank calling him. And mm. uh-huh. I, um. Because sometimes I would just use my own voice and say, ah, like, like <laughs> this is the pranker. That's like, your a pranker. Voice? <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> a, that's your real this? voice. <laughs> Who is this? this is the pranker. And then I would hang out. <laughs> the pranker. So I think. I've never heard it. The <laughs> someone, pranker. Someone who this does pranks. This is thing called the pranker. <laughs> you are the pranky. I am the pranker. <laughs> There was no more like, levels to it. It's just like, I'm a pranker and I'm here to prank you. <laughs> Are you pranked yet? Okay, goodbye. My passion is pranking. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, I miss prank phone calls so much. So too. much. <laughs> we used to do it all the time. My next door neighbor and I, we'd get together and we would prank phone call. We would call people and just, but we would know that like there was a certain um, prefix in where I in in Lincoln, North Carolina, that if you use that, most likely it was older people because that was an older prefix, and mm. you know, so if you so if someone had a, I think it was like seven three five, if I remember that. If that was like if they had like seven three five. They were newer to Lincolnton. If they had a seven three two, that meant oh they'd been there for years. Yeah, and so we would just ram- da- randomly dial seven three two numbers. Oh my god! And just get whoever we would talk to, and just get them on the phone, and just con- <laughs> I mean just and we would be laughing so hard, and these people would just play along forever and ever and ever. Just people <laughs> sitting at home, old people sitting at home with nothing to do. Yeah, thinking that like you know, and, and like they had to know like what was going on. Like I, I you just, but now you just. You can't do that with yeah. caller ID. Yeah, like yeah. you just and can't. Cell phones, yeah. I know, and it's just one of those things that God, I miss it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, especially being in a small town, there was nothing to do except I would just prank right. people and right. wear wigs on my head and film myself. I know. <laughs> I used to work at the call center for 1-800-DENTIST. And uh, sometimes, like, days would just be so long, and kids would prank call constantly. Uh (laughs) And, like, if I was really tired, I would just play along. And to hear, like, sometimes it was really annoying. And and I mean, it was mostly the prank call was mostly I have a pubic hair stuck in my tooth. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love that's like the number one, and people think, oh, this is gonna really upset her. It's gonna upset her. <laughs> Um, but then also kids would just prank call, which was my kind of prank call. Kids would just call and be like, mm-hmm, hi, like, hi, well, uh, thank you for calling 1-800-DENTIST. What's what's going on with your tooth today? Or your teeth today was what we were supposed to say, which oh is God, an insane. I love that. <laughs> and then you'd it's hear so corporate. It's so corporate, too. Uh, yeah. What's going on with your teeth today? Uh, I understand your concern, and I'd really like to address the concern. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, just do it. Uh, you, you hear, uh, <laughs> um, I have a cavity. Laughing <laughs> 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 underneath it all. Yeah. But it, it's also like, I mean, like, for what we do, it's like, we're all, you know, clearly mentally ill, all of us. But like, <laughs> we, like, doing characters and, like, a trying out a character. Yeah. And my goal was to keep someone on the phone as long as I could to, mm. and have them really believe that I was really this person. Sure, and, like, yeah. will they believe me yeah. if I keep going? Because I never really wanted to, like, 
upset people and like sure, it was just yeah. such a th- it was just such a thrill mm-hmm. to be someone else and talk mm-hmm. to a complete stranger on the phone that was just such a like fun thing yeah. to do and to take on another identity and you know and did I you remember, ever call like, sex lines or sorry uh, go ahead. finish your no, thought no. I don't think I did as a kid because I knew that those cost money yeah. and I knew mm-hmm. I would get in a lot of trouble yeah if I did that, but I would call, I would call random people, and usually my bit would be like, I would call and I would ask, I would just be like, "Is Shelly there?" <laughs> and they were I like, love sh- or whatever the name, name is Shelly. Of course, Shelley. I feel like you would ask for Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, and I guess Shelly there, and people are like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you have the wrong number." I'm like, "No, I don't. Um, <laughs> is, I just really need to talk to Shelly." And I'm like, "I know she doesn't want to talk to me." And I know that she told you to say it's the wrong number, but I know. And I just would be like, oh, I know I she's that. there. Please let her, please let me talk to her. And people would be like, yeah, they're wrong. But they wouldn't just, they wouldn't hang up. They would play yeah. along with me because I would just plead. And I, and I realized like if I did, if I didn't do a crazy voice mm. and I didn't say anything super crazy and I just like was pleading and I was like, I really need to talk to her. It's really important. And some people would be like, well, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, who are, who are you? And I would turn it around on them. And I'm like, why are you asking me these personal questions? I need to sh- talk to Shelly. Like, Shelly is who I'm going to talk to. Not you. What's your name? And they'd be like, Marion. And you'd be like, well, Marion, you're really nosy. And I just like go off on Marion. <laughs> she deserved it. She deserved it. She deserved it. Um, but I remember a lot of people would tell me, eventually they would either figure it out or they would just get really upset with me. And a lot of people would tell me I needed the Lord. Oh, God. Like, you need the Lord. It sounds like you really them. need the Lord. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I have I them love, right in my hands. I love Corinthians three twelve. Thou, sh- <laughs> <laughs> thou shalt not <laughs> prank call. Thou shalt not be the pranker. <laughs> be sincere and then calling. I, I know. I know. I, rem- I remember what I would do. That would. But I, but I got a lot of people that would use that as a time to witness to me. Oh okay. my god! Or they would say you sound like you're in a lot of uh, spiritual darkness right now. <laughs> And you know, uh huh, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. And you sound like a goddamn idiot. Um, but you know, but it was so weird that like I'm like I'm, you know, 14 or 15 years old, and I'm just doing this for you know. Um, and I think it's probably, I mean, for many reasons why you and I love that movie, Serial Mom. Because oh, yeah. I remember when that movie came out. I you know I was like seventeen when that movie came out and have you seen it? No, Aaron? I haven't. It's the greatest. It might be my. It might be a the movie that I've seen more than any movie ever. Yeah, it's, it's one Kathleen of my Turner as a mom in suburbia and she's a serial killer. Oh, it's John okay. Waters. It's John Waters. And so like okay. um, Sam Waterson and Ricky Lake and Matthew Lillard and everybody's in it. everybody's in it. So everybody's in it. <laughs> if, if Matthew Lillard's in it. Everybody's in it. Oh, you know. Uh, Mary Jo Catlett, everybody's in it. Um, but, <laughs> Patty uh, Hearst. Uh, Patty Hearst, Mink Stoll, they're all there. But it's, <laughs> but the, 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 just the, the beginning, I mean, like, you, you meet this, like, idyllic suburban mom, and she's clearly demented, and she's clearly just, like, way too perky and way too happy. But the first, you know, instance of that, that you get that she's off her rocker is that once her husband goes to work and the kids go to school, she picks up the phone and calls her neighbor and just launches into the most violent, <laughs> hateful, aggressive prank calling of her neighbor. <laughs> and then you realize it's because her prank, uh, because her neighbor took her parking yeah. spot at the grocery store. And that was all it took for her <laughs> to uh, give her a lifelong abuse and sending Mink Stoll through this whole series of just, you know. But I remember as a kid finding that so funny. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was like, that, I relate to that so much. Mm-hmm. I was that person. Any frustration. 
Because it's like we we aren't the kids that would go and like beat somebody up or set fire right, to a right. trash can in a in a in school. Like that was right. just not how we expressed ourselves. We were a lot more like creative, artistic, yeah. Yeah. creative, theatrical, billion. And, and I was like, how can we make this gay? Like, how can we be like complete? And it's like, well, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll assume identities. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll, we'll infiltrate. We'll like call. I mean, just like it requires a lot more work. I once <laughs> took. I was obsessed with Marilyn Monroe, and I read her this biography about her, and there was uh-huh. a picture of her. And an autopsy picture of her in the in the book. So I went to Kinko's and printed out like a hundred of these pictures and put them in everybody's mailbox. <laughs> and I remember it, it, didn't, it really didn't look like her because her face had fallen because of the autopsy. Uh-huh. And everybody at school the next day was like, "Somebody put a picture of a dead." Baby, and I, know, and I was so mad about it because I was like, "They're, they're so stupid. They, they don't, don't know it's Marilyn Monroe." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we were crazy. I love you do that to them, and then you were like mad at them that they didn't know, right? Yeah, that they would. They, you know, how dare you not know that this is that it's Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> What was and I love it. Why, I mean, why did you want to do that? Just to be like, I was just, I just had so much anger. I yes. think I was like, I was, you know, very, I felt very oppressed and like teased mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. town. So it was like, it was my way of getting a, like back at yeah, people, right? You know? Exactly. But I, exactly. Like I couldn't, I wasn't going to beat people up or right light things mm-hmm. on fire. So it was just my way of kind of and like laughing to myself about uh-huh. it. You uh-huh. know, like. Yeah, completely. I mean, it makes total sense as a kid. You lash out in that way and you just go like, oh, I, you know, this is how I can express my... Sort of did you yeah. ever do anything, Aaron? That was like as a kid. Did you ever do? Mm, yeah, I did. I definitely I left. I left notes everywhere, mm-hmm. and I would. <laughs> yeah, I, I did a lot of things. My my pranks were more like uh, like wanting people to think that something supernatural was happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like things with. Like a lot of rock-related things, like painting the underside of a rock and then writing a note like like a fairy has lived in this rock, <laughs> <laughs> things, things like that. But then I also like on the theatrical, like getting the I I, I rem- you reminded me that when I was in high school, I used to do the morning announcements. Uh huh. I did was, too. Yeah, and there was this girl who was head of uh, the Associated Student Body, and I just despised her and mm. I hated how much she loved school and <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just everything that she did was so irritating to me and like she she was uh, oh because she when I when I first came to my high school she was assigned to me to like show me around oh and which was mortifying and I had to like sit. yeah it's one of those like this is a like total dumb cor- again excuse me again another corporate thing mm. That's like sounds really good on paper, like yeah. have a buddy, but it's just yeah. like humiliating when you're that age. Most popular girl <laughs> to take around this weird arty kid and make like we sat with her friends. The Spanish at lunch. Gertrude Stein. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean um, Italian Gertrude Stein. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she, she, like, after after that day, she then was like, I don't know, w- like, called me weird a lot, and I knew I was weird, but I was like, mm, the, the, I don't know, I did, did not like her, and I did the morning announcements, and she would do them occasionally if she was making an like an announcement about like an assembly. And uh-huh. so she would like come in and like guest talk about the assembly. <laughs> and she had a really annoying bubbly voice. And one day I I didn't tell anybody I was gonna going to do this, but I got on 
I was so angry. I, I was, I don't know why I was so angry, but I basically did the, I said I was her. I did an impression of her and did the announcements and I like, talked about how dumb I was and just like why I love this school because I had nothing else happening in my life and I think I said like my parents are breaking it like just like and I I mean I got I almost got suspended I had to like it was, it was it, everyone thought it was I think I thought that people would know that it wasn't real but people right. really thought it was real oh and God. I saw her like in the quad weeping with like a hundred people consoling her and then her friends coming over to me and oh, I, hate her. I hate this girl Kristen oh god oh, and, and, and just like just needing people just needing that support in that moment <laughs> nothing so nothing had ever happened to her yeah exactly nothing too when you're a kid and you just like you don't really even need anything horrible to happen to you, but if you just feel deeply misunderstood mm-hmm. and you feel like, you know, you're you're expressing stuff and no one really gets it and no one's really getting it, you really go to extremes sometimes to be heard. And you're like, I'm going to do anything so that people can... Because, like, God, all the, you know, like, the acting out that that we all would do. Mm-hmm. I used to... I would, In high school, I do, we did... Um, this was... I guess my senior year was 95, so, like, you know, mid-early 90s. <clears throat> We had a video. We had something called Wolf TV. We were the wolves. And we had Wolf <laughs> TV, but it took us an entire month mm. to put together like one, like maybe three or four minute episode for the month because, like, it was like VHS. Like, you were talking mm-hmm. about, like, you had to do reel to reel and yeah. you had to really, like, editing yeah. was really hard and you'd, like, film it on camcorders yeah. and they were heavy and you would take them around, you know. And, <laughs> The sound was terrible, and it was just really cheesy. But it would be like whatever was happening in school that month, and we would spend so much time working on this. And I would do... I I did this character, I guess you could call it... I did this thing called the Griffin, and I would act like I was possessed, and I, I and I would I would be in full like black lip makeup, like I have black lips, and I would put feathers all over my face, and I would and I would run down the hall and terrorize people that didn't that I didn't ask permission to be on camera. And I would like, and I would go up, and I would pretend like I was possessed, and I would throw myself against a locker, and I would be screaming, <laughs> and I would always edit that in in the middle of the of the announcements. <laughs> like I made everyone, everyone in our entire school, all the teachers had to watch. Oh my gosh! My sketch, like I was like, here's something that'll entertain everyone. <laughs> And for some reason, my teacher just let me do it. They liked it, and um, and, and like I think they were like, okay, you can do that. Yeah. But like, people hated me by the time because like, <laughs> we got we got. I talked about this briefly. I've talked about it a lot of different things, but like, we were we were caught smoking pot and we got torn down and everyone in our school. But I think part of it, people were waiting for that to happen mm. to me and my friends because we were such brats. Like we would yeah. do these things like, oh yeah, everybody at school is gonna find this hilarious and entertaining, and in the middle of homeroom. I mean, I'm sure it's more fun. And just he- hearing about, you know, we're having, you know, peaches and tuna salad today. But, like, <laughs> it's one of those things that, like, why did we just be like, but you just, it was that thing where, like, you're going to hear me, you're going to see me. Yeah. And I'm like a devil. <laughs> also, for me, like, <clears throat> the way I was, avo- I always say when people ask for, like, advice, 
about bullying, and I don't know this is good advice at all, but what helped me as a kid was that I would pretend like I was possessed by the devil. <laughs> and in the South, that keeps people away from you. Oh, like, wow. they believe that. Talk yeah. about you supernatural things happening, you wanting it. Like, people will believe you. If they think you've got the devil inside you, they don't want to come anywhere near you. And they will be a, they will be scared of you. And I knew that I couldn't beat anybody up. Mm. I knew that, like, I could outwit people, but it wouldn't count as anything. There's no right. currency in that, as in, mm. you know. And I was like, but if I pretend like I have Beelzebub, like <laughs> dancing in my throat and like all throughout my skin, they will leave me alone. And they were more like scared of me. They were like, I yeah. think there's something wrong with Drew. Or a lot of people thought I was on a lot of drugs. They were all, even from uh, like early age. They're like, we think he's doing drugs. Yeah, people always thought I was on on drugs, and I Isn't really wasn't. Weird? No, yeah. I wasn't either. I mean, I never really. I mean, I you know, first time I tried pot and you know got caught doing it in high school, but like. Maybe that was like my third time trying pot, but like I really didn't do anything more severe than pot than until after college. Yeah. You know, um, now I love drugs, but like back then I just, <laughs> I didn't do drugs at all. Like through, you know, I was just not part of my reality. But yeah. everyone thought it because you're the weird arty right. kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like you dare be like quiet in a moment or like, <clears throat> or see the world in a different way. That must be drugs. <laughs> Yeah. I, I was dancing at a school dance once, and they like took me the next uh, the, you know, Monday at school to ask me if I was on drugs because I was dancing. Oh. oh my god, West Virginia, West Virginia. Dan- <laughs> well, you're either on drugs or on witches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And they're like, Cause I wanted to dance. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. And uh, you think back as a kid, and you're like, all the things that we put up with, and we were just like, oh yeah, that was just our reality. Yeah, yeah, you know. And, like, I, you know, I had teachers that, I remember one time I, like, stood up, I got into a fight with my friend about, about, um, about uh, if I had a gay doctor. (laughs) And I didn't know that, I had no idea, it had nothing to do with me, I I didn't think at the time, but I was saying it wouldn't bother me if I had a gay doctor. And I was like, I wouldn't care if my doctor was gay. And my friend was like, that's so gross, and Mm. how dare you, like, you know, and she was so upset about it. And then she went, I mean, like, you know, how dare you think that and be okay with that, and like, Mm. you know. And I was like, I really wouldn't care. Like, it wouldn't bother me at all. Because inherent, I mean, you know, obviously you know a lot about yourself that you don't even know. But, like, also, to this day, like, who would care? But she went and told a teacher. <laughs> and the t- I remember the teacher in front of everybody was like, oh, so, Drew, you hanging out with the fags now? What? And I remember in the moment God. being like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, that's just dumb. Like, I just put up with it. Like, it yeah. was no big deal. You know what I mean? Like, right. something you put yeah. up with. Yeah. And you're like, I never thought that that was t- I look back now and go that's insanely inappropriate and I could have had yeah. him fired I yeah. mean now if you said that to a t- if a teacher said that to a student that person that teacher w- is fired yeah. done. Yeah. they yeah. can't do that now. but at the time it was just like no because you're just so used to it yeah mm. you're so used to all of it I had a I had a teacher I had a teacher show me a slide show after school once of Uh-oh. pictures of himself hiking <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> That's like so much more disturbing than like naked <laughs> pictures. Like here's me hiking. They were there were these old slides, and he was going through a divorce at the time, and oh he was God. like hanging out at the school a lot. No, and me and my friend Bonnie were hanging out. <laughs> Bonnie, <after school. laughs> Bonnie, my best friend Bonnie, um, who is obsessed with horses, and now uh, <laughs> teaches uh, is a horse trainer. Wow, really. yeah. look at that. Yeah, she stayed authentic. She did. <laughs> um, she, yeah, he, our t- yeah, our teacher. Like we were just hanging out, and he was like, oh, "I want, I want to show you guys something." And we went into this back room in the Performing Arts Center, and he took out these slides, and it was him when he was 
20 or so and he was and just hiking just showed us these pictures Ew. of him hiking and it was just like weird. this is what i used to look like or yeah, something yeah something and wanted like to connect that. with you in that way I wonder. It was yeah. like that cool teacher. Oh, he ended up marrying a student. Yeah, of course uh-huh. he did. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Mm-hmm. I remember like the cool teacher. I was always so suspicious of, and that was another thing that yeah. like a lot of people were like, "What? Are you, they're my favorite. They're the best teacher here. Why don't you like them, Drew?" And I'm like, "They're just creepy." Thinking yeah. back to that, I mean, that's so yeah. The, the, I had cool teachers too, but didn't have the same presence in mind. I was also like, "Oh, they're no, they're cool." But right, now, right, like, right, right. Can you imagine like? The, being the age we are thinking like someone being like oh yeah I'm the cool teacher at my school would be like don't be the ew, cool no please <laughs> we don't we love yeah. the, hanging out with the high schoolers ew. and what don't be cool no I mean I had teachers that were great teachers that I would like wow oh, they're amazing they're yeah. such good people you know but they didn't have to play that weird card totally difference between a great teacher and like a cool teacher and a cool teacher yeah because yeah. I remember there was one she was she was really young and she taught dr- I think she taught drama for a while mm. um but I, I didn't ever, like, do anything with her. But, like, I didn't do any shows with her or anything. But she used to, like, like smoke, like, right after school. She would, like, hang out outside smoking <laughs> and would cuss a lot. And yeah. she would have, like, drama with the students. And she, like, knew their gossip and knew all their stuff. And it's <laughs> like, you're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> you're a 22-year-old loser. You know what I mean? You're just, like, you are on such a horrible road towards pathetic dumb <laughs> that you're like worried I mean, you're just a few years older than high school but just enough to be dangerous yeah. and just enough to know your place and know that like I mean my god I mean I'm 39 and I teach you know mostly I mean I haven't taught in a while but when I was teaching improv and most people were around 25 to 28 mm-hmm. and like they would want me to hang out with them and go to my parties and stuff and I'm like I'm your improv teacher it's weird yeah, like, yeah. I'm not gonna go hang out because I know if I go over there I'm going to be the center of the party and yeah. everyone's going to be asking me comedy <laughs> questions and I'm and, I, and it's like I don't need that right. you know what I mean mm-hmm. like even the people I really l- like and I've become a lot of fr- I've become friends with a lot of former students and it's great but like it's got to happen organically it's yeah. not from like while I'm your teacher like I'm going to get you to like me it's yeah, like yeah taking ew. advantage of that power dynamic is it's up. really gross I had I had a uh, a terrible power struggle with a teacher that became super dramatic when I was a senior in high school wow. my my drama teacher whom I loved uh, didn't didn't get fired from his position but asked the school district for more money because he was doing he was doing a lot uh-huh. and they were like mm, no you can be an English teacher for a couple of years and during those couple of years they hired a woman straight out of college and she just didn't know anything. And I wanted to be, at the time, I wanted to be a drama teacher. Uh-huh. And I just thought I knew everything. And was oh looking back, and I, I, think, I, I still think that I knew more than her. But I'm she, sure you did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> she did this thing that drove me crazy that, that she, like, to save money, instead of doing a, a, instead of our fall play being a play where they would have to pay for licensing, uh-huh. they did a Moliere play. Uh- and <laughs> instead of. Because high schoolers can really relate to the imaginary invalid. It was the mischievous machinations of Scapine. Okay, great. Because that, I mean, which, you know, I did Moliere in college and it's and it's wonderful and it's actually a great, I mean, I, I swear by it to learn comedy to do it, but you mm. have to be 
a died in the well, you have to be like I'm going to be an actor and I'm going to learn classical theater and yeah. it's very hard yeah. Yeah. no she, one in high school wants to do that no and she had this genius idea to have two productions an all female production and an all male production why why <laughs> Who cares? And then beyond that, beyond that, I remember her giving, like, when she came to the school, like, giving this big speech, uh, were about like Shakespeare and Moliere and said like the way that you do Shakespeare and Moliere is you pick a theme like for so it was it was <laughs> hippie themed so hippie themed 70s themed <laughs> so she did um, Midsummer Night's Dream hippie themed <laughs> like every basic bitch who's uh, ever walked into a theater before it was terrible so then I I, I just I, I despised her and I really wanted the scholar I mean there are all these different things anyway she she brought me into the principal's office and accused me in front of the principal of leading a conspiracy against her. Oh, <laughs> to oh my god! Yes. Her. And I was, uh-huh. I was I, like, I can't believe I was this bold. But I, I I sat there and asked her. I was like, Do you think you're a good teacher? Do you think? <sighs> oh, you're? And she yeah. was terrified mm-hmm. of me. And like, oh, I would yeah. make her cry. And then I did a I did a show. I did a, like a I don't know why I did this. It was like during during the school day. Like we had these one act plays and. I did a monologue to God asking him to make me a man <laughs> was that thing and uh-huh. she turned the lights off on me <laughs> in the middle of it and I just kept on screaming and turned the sound off and I could just see her up in the booth and I was oh like god. oh keep on going <laughs> oh my god oh my god that's I love oh, so because I was talking about my breasts was the thing and she was like it was uh-huh. inappropriate I was like breasts aren't inappropriate and yeah. like, you can turn me off oh my god <laughs> Oh my god, I love this. I love it. It was so it's, it's so fascinating and I love the drama of it all. You know, it's a little bit too like we're told as kids like you have to re- always respect authority and respect mm. adults and I was so I so bought into that and I do I think, think there's too. so much about that that's so va- va- valuable mm-hmm. and I really do you know when you meet people who are just like garbage people that have no respect for anyone they've never mm. learned that sort of thing yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. really irritated you know <laughs> and as a teacher you know I've had some students that they, they can be so mouthy and so immediately combative and it's like no dude, I'm on your side I was a great, and, yeah but, but to clarify I was a great student no, but that's I was what so I was passionate say. about that's this that's what thing. I was going to say right. is that when you when you have that thing where you're like, there's part of you going, I'm coming from a different place. I'm not saying I want to, like, go against authority. I know the right answer. And this authority figure doesn't. Mm. That struggle that you have, especially when you're, like, a teenager, late teen years, and you're becoming an adult, and you're starting to get things, and you're like, there's part of you that still goes, I must be wrong about this on some level, because I've been trained to think adults know more than mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. But then the other part of you is like, no, I know I'm right. Yeah. And it's so fascinating to me, and that because that's so, and I love this, because we're so the same person. I so had those <laughs> battles with certain teachers, and I was like, after it was over, I would be so hot, and I'm like, I'm a horrible person. I'm such a brat for saying this to this mm-hmm. person. But I look back and I go, you know what? That person deserved to hear that, and they they don't hear that, you know. And it's a it's a very tricky thing, and I don't know, like as a as a teacher now, and again, I don't teach teenagers, so I don't teach that that age, but like. You know, like, I always want to be in check as an authority figure anytime mm-hmm. I'm in charge of something when I'm like, oh, if somebody knows something better than I do, 
maybe I should get out of my own way and like let yeah. them get in because it's is a thing like it's it, you just have no I, I loved teachers so much I wanted to be a teacher myself and mm. I loved it that when I had a teacher that I thought wasn't any good they I was the worst but I was a, <laughs> I was a terror to them because I was like I don't respect that you have this job and I have to sit here and listen to you mm. and and, I, and then I would go into the next class and be the best student in the class like yeah. I would I would I would immediately switch into like oh I like this person and I respect them and they know a lot more than I do and I'm here to learn from them yeah and then I'm going to the next person class and I was like this idiot <laughs> you know and it's like yeah so I I, I get that she Some, oh, oh sorry go ahead well, well sometimes I had experiences with teachers that kind of abused their power where of they would course. use mm. me as like because I was very quiet as like well I, I know I can uh, use my power on Pete because he won't fight back he won't say anything and then all the kids can see that I'm in charge oh my god you know, like, we'll kick you out you know you know you can go to the principal's office you can we'll do this because he won't That's say terrible. anything my and, god and I feel like that was my experience with like teachers a lot of the time where oh. they sort of used me as the example of of their like you know what power they can have until you know as I got older then I just as I you know got into my senior year where Uh I was just like no, I would, well, I would say fuck you. <laughs> and right. I would and you realize that like none of this yeah. matters. Like yeah. you know, my my brother always knew that it didn't matter from an early age. Garrett mm-hmm. was always like, uh, he's so smart and like his and his and just but was school was like this is dumb. I know more. This is <laughs> yeah. there's a bigger one. And I and I was like I drank the school Kool Aid big time. I was like. I had to, you know, make good grades and, you know, be in charge of all the clubs and all of it because I thought, like, that it would equal something mm-hmm. in the real world. Mm-hmm. And when you get to a point, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. These people, a lot of them are really broken people yeah. that are here to, like, tear <laughs> down students yeah. Yeah. and have nothing else going on in their lives. And, you know, it can get super tense, especially when you are the you know the arty kid and you're coming up with creative ways to torture them you're like I'm, you know I'm not gonna be the same way that anybody else is yeah. and I will be your worst nightmare yeah yeah, I, yeah. on that note I think we're out of time oh I know well, so fast. <laughs> it was so fast you guys this was so much fun I hope, yeah. you, I hope you had as much fun as I did I, I sure loved did. I loved all the common threads we found I today. know yeah it's pretty crazy right <laughs> it is pretty crazy we're all, we're all kindred spirits we're all more alike than we, than we know that's right we're all the same <laughs> we're all the, we're same. the same to quote my friend Willem our friend Willem he always says we're all the same person and I love that. Willem so, the drag queen? Uh-huh. You're friends with Willem? Yes. Oh, my God. Did you God. like how I dropped that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my friend Willem. Yes, not Willem Dafoe, but Willem Bella. Um Yeah, one time Willem was confusing me with Sam Pancake or Tom Link or somebody. <laughs> and I was like, no, that was so-and-so. And he was like, oh, we're all the same person. <laughs> and I love that. I thought it was, yeah. it was such a beautiful, sweet, like, like thing that yeah. I didn't re- I was like you don't realize how beautiful that is but I love that yeah um, so on that I want to th- I want to thank my guests Aaron McGathy and Pete Zayas thank you so much for being on the show thank, thank you, you. and um, have a great week everybody yeah bully everyone magically <laughs> <laughs> get them <laughs> I love it Feral Audio